Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, folks. Welcome um, welcome back. Basketball. It's the Not Worst Wire Basketball Podcast. Not football. MWR.com. Um, Jeremy here with Andy as always. We are doing a bunch of podcasts this week, so I would forgive you, but I don't want to be too nice and forgiving, Andy, if you miss one of these or our football previews or bowl podcast, because bowl season's weird. College basketball season's wrapping up non-conference play, but my, my, my key goal or our key goal is just listen to every single one, right? Don't miss it. Yeah. Just, just tune in. Tune into everything. So if you see that new feed, hey, a little bubble in the corner, new episode. Hmm, what's this basketball? Actually, there is one you can skip if there's if there's. Oh one, no! It's one about I'm, Utah State winning a bowl game or anything like that. You can probably skip that one. Uh, you know, you don't need to hear anything about that. <laughs> noted Oregon State uh, fan Andy here. I know. Congrats to the Aggies. That was a great win. And it's not just – I mean, hey, their basketball team has been showing up a little bit too. So, um, you know, and I was and I was low on them coming into the season. So, you know, Utah State just kind of showing me up all over the place. It's funny. <laughs> I, we, me and Matt did do the pre- recap earlier tonight or the, earlier before this episode. So whenever we're recording this Sunday night, kind of late. Um, I was concerned for Utah State, like after that first quarter a little bit, like the touchdown, yeah. the interception. Utah State was moving the ball, but – they weren't doing anything. I'm like, oh boy, is this again? And then, oh, let's just put in the backup, whichever's on the pass, and just slide up that Beaver's defense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. How, how do you get in the way of something like that? It's like Varsity Blues playing out right in front of me, and you know, it's like, okay, well, hey, I guess somebody has to be on the other side of that. So apparently, whatever. Close got to a bowl game. We got to see, you know, all of Jimmy Kimmel's cool things that he did with that. Game. It's, it's uh, good. It's fun. So good for the Oregon State hasn't been in the bowl game since Mike Riley was a coach, I believe. So, so, so now here's the goal for Oregon State is just get to a better bowl than the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. And, you know, that's, that's the new goal. So. It's next step. Very good. <laughs> All right. Let's get internet hoops. We, it's been a while since our preseason type show. So there's a lot going on. I got a couple stories. You put out, send some notes because you are a more noted hoops fan than me, hoops person. I, I know what's going on, but you got the DPI. You have project. Is your projections every day for every game essentially at heat check? 
Uh, yeah. So it's for all the games, um, all the Division One games. So if it's like a, you know, D2, D3, NAIA, I don't have their staff to do it. But, um, but yeah, if it's all D1 games, I'll get them in there. I have to, I, I do the updates by hand. So, you know, the timing of it depends on what's going, what's going on everywhere else. So when I'm on deadline for the newspaper, you know, sometimes it's a little later in the day, but, but I try to get it every morning. So yeah. Check that out every day. It's a good uh, good resource to see. Hey, my team, if you don't know too much about Team X, like, oh, they're supposed to by 2.8 points. All right, I'll take it. Well, and, yeah. Uh, why not? You know what I mean? And, you know, check check other places too. I mean, check mine, but I, I always uh, subscribe to the idea that, you know, n- never just go off of one data point. So mine's out there. Come see it, but that's heatcheckcbb.com. But, uh, you know, there's other other great ones out there too that you can go see, uh, but yeah, it's it's cool. And then the nice thing is too, it's at the start of the season there was a bunch of preseason numbers baked in and stuff from like you know last five years and some kind of looking at some of the transfers and and high school recruits that came in, trying to do some quantifying of uh, off season you know upgrades or downgrades. And that's all out of the system now at this point. There's been enough played that we're just going off of, you know, what they've done this year. Nothing, nothing previous. So that's for the forecast and that's for the, uh, the DPI itself, the, the, just the team rankings. So that's pretty fun. So it's kind of, we mentioned this, you got the DPI, the net ratings have came out and somehow I remember the first our buddy Andrew put out Wyoming was a top 10 net rating team. Um, <laughs> Does anybody understand the net rating? Like, uh, cause it's now being released daily. I know they waited a little bit to get some data, which is good because there's some weird swings. Wasn't Colgate like a super high team two years ago or something for whatever reason for a long stretch? So, so that was last year. Yeah. And, and oh, so Col- Colgate went into the NCAA tournament as I think the ninth highest rated team <laughs> in the net, something like that, or the 10th. Um, and I mean, I, the first day that the net came out, when it first debuted a couple of years back, I think it was Loyola Marymount was a top 10 team. So, you know, every year there's, there's one, you know, I think Ohio state was a number one team one year when everyone was like, what? You can't do that. And the, the rankings like this, especially ones that use efficiency to, uh, to determine the rankings in a big way, they're going to be skewed in the start of the season because you can essentially outplay your strength of schedule by just beating the crap out of teams. Uh, and, and a lot of teams do that. And so you'll see teams that really, really, really do it. Um, Wyoming was, has been that team. I mean, and, and even still, and, and that's not to say that they're not really good. It's just that we don't really know, but the numbers like them so much so that you know, those offensive efficiency numbers or defensive or whatever, whatever it is for the certain team, usually it's offense. Um, they're, they're just so big that any like negative multiplier that'd be coming from playing a really bad team, it's just canceled out immediately. And so the net likes to rate these teams up here. And I think there's something where like margin of victory only counts to 10, but then I don't think they cap the actual efficiency. I'm not sure yeah, how it works. Yeah, we discussed yeah. that before. Like, yeah, it caps at 10, which is weird, but if you're super efficient and it comes down to a fouling contest and your team misses a lot of free throws and you win by a lot, I mean, it gets a dot, or not even that, like, just a free throw competition at the end where the 
the final score is either much closer or much wider because of that. And so, yeah, yeah it may, it may be a three point game the whole way. And then you get the foul and you miss your sight foul again. It's like a three point game is not 12 point loss just because that's an extreme example, but that could happen can widen that victory, but super efficient and it's a 12 point loss, but it's the team that was ahead is like already just crushing it. Team guys had to foul and then you're efficient by making your free throws. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. Wyoming right now is sitting at number 18. Their only losses to Arizona is number one. So they're eight and one. They have, yeah, um, yeah, obviously they have only, they're one and one in Q1, obviously no Q2. So it's, it's still early and all this will change at all. Like CSU is undefeated is sitting there at 20, uh, 27. So they have three top 60 teams. But the other one is Utah State top 50 who's, Dropped after losing to Iowa pretty handily last night recently. That was a neutral game in South Dakota at the Pentagon. They didn't play all that great versus Iowa. They put up, what, they put up 95 points, I think? Yeah, something, yeah, something crazy. like that. 95, 94. Yeah. And he just yeah. had 70 something, so. But Aggies are impressive, but the Nets, if you, I think if you're about a top 50 team, you're probably NCAA tournament bound or close to it. Cause uh, the rest real quick. Maybe well, no? the, the, it depends on who, you, I mean, I'd love to say yeah, but if you go like two columns over, it shows what conference you're from too. And yeah. I think that the committee looks at that. And so they're going to look at a team who, you know, if you're, I mean, I say this as a jaded person. I'm sure. Your mom um, made at number 46. You're, you're still out of work to do, or Chattanooga. So right. If you're not, if you're Monmouth at 46, you know. Are you getting an at-large bid? Maybe. Maybe they'd throw you in the first four. If you're Notre Dame at 46, you're like an eight seed. I, I or, mean, that's pro- that's probably favorite. an exaggeration. but it, No, 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 no. Our favorite is Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, if you're Syracuse, you're getting in as an 11 seed, and then you're going to the Sweet 16. That's 16, to four, 16 to 14, 11 seed, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I, something like that. Exactly. We'll see if we get to 30 games, though. I mean, 16 and 14 seems pretty dang ambitious on December 19th right now. Okay, that's how we get to – okay, I should bring this up because I saw a tweet or something. Is the NCAA considering lowering – we don't need to go too much this, but it's a good point now because as of – I was looking at following Matt Norlander on Twitter. I was working on my radio show, and we're discussing a little bit of college hoops because we had a former BYU-Utah assistant as our co-host. We did a little quick hoop segment, and I think it was – and this was Friday afternoon, 22 programs for the season have been on pause and 17 at the moment. There's been more. I know the Big East is doing forfeitures that may go back to uh, postponements or, or no contest, depending on how many. Um, it's Because we had the Tulsa-Colorado State game this weekend got canceled, and Colorado State has chance to play Alabama, who is ranked reasonably high. Are they top 10? The, uh, they, well, I mean, we're recording this on Sunday night. The, this past week, they were ranked number six, I believe. Uh, they lost to Memphis. We'll see where they end up being ranked. Uh, oh, highly ranked. Team. A, a but but yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably oh. a top 10, 15 team though. So yeah. I mean, a That's, team, yeah, a team that beat Gonzaga. Yeah. And so, but you know, also, it, it would have been a really, really fun also, game. You know, also, you know who they lost to, right? Who did they lose to, Jeremy? <laughs> the, I mean, I, I know the answer. I'm just, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just setting you back up. I, 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 I read the good old Iron Gales who played at gymnasium as like a high school at above the swimming place to practice in six days a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are the Rick Pitino Iona Gales really the good old Iona Gales, or is this a, a whole brand new era? And then Jeff Rulon, who was really good. 
who was their coach. Or yeah, he was. Uh, he's they went to the tournaments when I was there for a couple of times. So, um, yeah, not quite Rick Pitino, but yeah. <laughs> I know Rick Pitino tried to get a game. It's like, hey, Duke, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Play them on Saturday, but they put Elon instead. Well, but so, it's tough. Yeah. So many games out. Like, CSU misses a big game. And this hurts, like, I guess, yeah. all, all for safety, clearly. But what, like, we joke about the reason we always bring the Syracuse thing up, and Gary Parrish, CBS, said this for years, and more people are realizing, like, oh, Dallas makes too much sense. You're gifted. And we say it all the time, too. So if you're a repeat listener, sorry, new listeners, you're welcome. But if you're an ACC, like, Syracuse, they're gifted – what, 85% of their league games are at least a Q2 or above, possibly? You know what I mean? Like, maybe not that high, but the point is they get so many opportunities for Q1 games, so they could have a 6-9 and nine Q1 record, but that's still pretty good. You played 15 tough schedules, 6 wins, pretty good. And then CSU gets a couple, like we mentioned in our preview, they get maybe a handful within league play, probably road game at San Diego State. I guess look at Wyoming and who's up there and stuff like that. A couple, couple road games, maybe one home game or a really good team, and then a couple, a few in non-conference. Like maybe eight if they're lucky, like Q1. Yeah. And so I mean, missing on that hurts a yeah. little bit for not large, or at least seeding wise. Because Rams like no, uh, for Colorado State, it really hurts because Alabama. I mean, that was the showcase. I mean, you're and they're building up to it nicely. They did wins over St. Mary's. They got wins over uh, a win over Mississippi State. Um, you know, this was technically, I believe, going to be a neutral court. They were playing in Birmingham, not Tuscaloosa. But, um, you know, that's – for the team, that's a road win. For the for the resume and the, and the team sheet, I think that would go in neutral, which is kind of unfortunate, you know, because, I mean, not that I expect it to really matter in Alabama's case. And not that it matters at all anymore because the game got canceled. But, but that would have been – that would have been Colorado State's like the the uh, feather in their cap, right? From the non-conference, if they could have gotten that win, and even if they get the loss there, that helps the resume still. As long as they show up, if they don't get you know blasted, and even if they do get blasted, it doesn't hurt that much because it's Alabama. It's a Q1 loss. You know, if if they, yeah. So it's it's just hard because even if it's a loss. The thing that hurts these programs at the in March is when you go down to look at the Q1, you know, standings and you go to compare them against each other and you're like, oh my God, Syracuse six and nine, that's not that good. Let me see what Colorado State did. And they're like one and one. You're like, well, okay, what do I do now? Because that's not enough to really do a great comparison. And then you just end up thinking, well, this team just really didn't play anybody. And that's where the narrative comes back in. And it's, you know, it it, it hurts a team like Colorado State who I think really is deserving of consideration as being a you know top 15 top 10 team um in the country and you know i think they are going to probably land around that five seed spot you know that real dangerous mid-major five seed that there always seems to be um i could see that because i i don't really think they're going to get through conference play Undefeated, they could. No. I mean, there's. They're, I didn't think they were going to get through non-conference play undefeated. I didn't think that they were going to be. I mean, I loved this team. I've loved this team for a couple of years, but I was like cautious in in the come up to this season, and I was wrong about that. They've just been like blasting teams. Um, well, I mean, they won by three at Mississippi against Mississippi State, yeah. but still, you know, uh, I don't. I think that the the Mountain West will have some. Good competition for them, though. I think, you know, 
there's places in this conference that it's just never fun to go to and play. Going to Auditorium Arena in Laramie, who is nine and one, like the Cowboys. Like yeah, it's crazy. You it's don't not, think they're going to be Marcus Williams? Yeah, rivalry game. It's the Bronze Boot Basketball Edition. Yeah, this Marcus Williams abandoned them to go to Texas A&M, and I get who Wyoming's played. Like, okay, they beat Denver. They, beat, they lost Arizona by thirty points. They beat UVU, which is an interesting team because they beat BYU and they've but they lost Boise State by twenty points. They've they're an interesting team with Mark Mattis as their head coach. So, Wyoming but like beat the Fullerton, Grand Canyon team that uh, just beat yeah, San Francisco to make them uh, lose from one, yeah you know well they you know Grand Canyon. At Washington. Took San Francisco out of the undefeated race, so Colorado mm-hmm. State's the last mid-major in it now. Um, but yeah, I mean Wyoming's got some. Yeah, I mean they're not great wins. I mean there's really nothing to. There's nothing in the top 100 here. But there's yeah, there's four wins in the you know 100 to 200 range, and for Wyoming, who you know what what were you expecting that they were going to go schedule Duke? I mean, come on. This is a good schedule for yeah. – this is what – year two for him, correct? Because last year was year one, right, for Coach Linder? Um, now the COVID thing's got me all confused. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is his second year, yes. So And he's super high energy, super energetic. Because Marcus Williams last year weren't doing well, even though he's a scoring machine. But, like, Graham Mike's a legit double-double man, 20 and 8 and a half a game. Um, defensive guy about almost uh, about a combined steal and block per game when you put those together. So he, they have good oh, – I know yeah. they haven't played, but – well, what this does, the team clearly, it's a conference builder. They can, oh, hey, we can hang with maybe CSU or San Diego State or beat New Mexico or Utah State. And they may not. They probably will finish middle of the pack in conference play because, like you said, they got a, it's a balance when you're a newer coach and a young team, especially. I know the schedule is basketball. You can set up games in September, essentially, almost, and get some going, like Labor Day weekend. Yeah. But losing Marcus Slim is a big deal. But getting wins gives them confidence. And who knows what could happen in league play. Like, Ike's a legit player. And they have five guys in double figures right now with like Hunter or Montadano there. It's like they have players in five and a half assists a game, 16.5 rebounds. That's a good talent. It gets a steal and a half a game. Like they have guys out there play, play pretty good defense. Clearly they can eh, score well enough. But again, when they played, it's weird. It's hard to say because yes, they beat Washington, which whatever for hoops this year. Come on. But they, you've used an okay team. They, Getting crushed by Arizona, there's nobody that's kind of like in between. Like, where's Fullerton? I know the Grand Canyon game might be the best analog of what they could face the Mountain West. That is for like middle of the pack teams or upper middle. But they have Stanford coming up on actually 22nd. That's actually what Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, is that a tournament? Tur- Wednesday. Is that a tournament they're in? They're in. Do I don't recall their schedule. I see Stanford, and then they don't play until league play on January one. But Stanford's another good game for them to see where they could. Come out playing a Pac-12 team. That Pac-12 hoops is eh, they're always weird. Arizona's good. It's a fifty-fifty by BPI. Actually, one was favored with Stanford only oh, six and four years. So. Yeah, I think that's the um, that's in Hawaii. I think that's the Diamond Head Classic. Diamond, oh, Diamond. Oh, sure. We didn't discuss the Diamond Head because that uh, is uh, that is before uh, Christmas. So that's yeah, usually when that is. So that is at Stan Sheriff. So. Yep, I think. So, so they're having that in Hawaii, but they moved the uh, Maui to Vegas. Okay, sure, why not? I mean, <laughs> you know, it was in Asheville the year before, so well, no, and I mean, the, even just now, the the Oregon State women they played the Maui Jim Maui Classic at the Lahaina Civic Center in Maui, like in the place where the <laughs> Maui Invitational usually is. So yeah. I don't quite know what the. Uh, 
There was only four teams in that event, though, I believe, or maybe even just three. I'm not sure. Um, I know Oregon State only played two games, and it wasn't like a full tournament kind of a deal, though. Yeah, this tournament really quick, just because Wyoming didn't come this week. 18 bracket, they would play either Liberty. Here's who's in the bracket. Let's be quick. At Liberty, NIU, BYU, who's probably the best team in the bracket, despite them having, I forget who he is, one player's out for the year's injury. So Gavin Baxter. Of, that's right. That's a huge loss for them, Gavin Baxter. And if, are they still ranked? I forget. They, they've lost a couple BYU? of games. No, they yeah, are they not still, ranked. I forget. They, I they, they dropped out. Yeah, I remember them losing to, um, they beat, they beat Weber State last night, but South Florida, Vanderbilt, Hawaii. So, it'd be fun, no, it'd be awesome to see Wyoming play BYU because those two schools hate each other. So that'd be fun. There and you go. That's something to look forward to, but being Stanford will help them out a bit. Um, I'm not sure how NIU and Liberty are, but just get a couple wins. Like, there's not a, like Vanderbilt, like, there's no oh, Liberty, Liberty is solid. Uh, Darius McGee could absolutely light up. I mean, not just Wyoming, but, Anybody in that bracket. So Liberty is a tough schedule because they're well. They have a they've got a former uh, Mountain West guy in Richie McKay running the show. Mm. So right. yeah, Liberty Liberty's a strong a strong mid major, one of those stronger ones. Yeah. You know, they're a little they're a little down from where they've been in the past, but they've got the they've got the guys. It's just you know getting them to to win those games. But um, but yeah, they they would be that would be a fun matchup actually. Wyoming and Liberty that would be. A, uh, a slow, plotting, very tactical game, I believe. <laughs> NIU is northern. Oh, wait. I'm trying to. Okay, I'm trying to search net. How do they put NIU? Because I, I have northern like Illinois. N dot Illinois or something. I don't know. Whatever. Northern, that's for Iowa. I'm curious now because now I'm going to waste podcast time. Not even showing up. Oh. You're probably right. right. Come on, Zente, just type it out. Just come on, be be cool, (laughs) Zente. I can't even find it, so I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. My my concern is not Jeremy. I'm sure. Okay, hey, I'm pretty northern. Northern Illinois is 299th in the net today. Yeah, but it's northern Iowa, not northern Illinois. But northern Illinois is northern I L L dot, and they're the ones in the MAC. They're 299th. Yeah. I know who that team is. I'm looking at Northern Iowa and they're not popping. Oh, well, then stop saying NIU. It's UNI for Northern Iowa. That's why you're not finding it. I thought you were talking about the Huskies this whole time. I'm not looking at the bracket. It's not in front of me. Oh, well, that makes sense why you're not finding it. Okay, okay. I apologize. I know. I'm I'm like, the Panthers, come on. Hey, who knew that was going to turn into gold, right? Gold, sure, whatever. But here's here's a fun note. And I, sorry, you and I, in Northern Iowa, 227 in the net yesterday. Today they're 166. Well, you know, the net, it's, it's, it's calibrating. They play a game and all of a sudden they've got a ton more data than they had before. I mean, they've played eight games. So that last game is 12.5% of their entire data set. So like, you know. It doesn't, it's not the craziest thing in the world. It, it looks bad, you know, to have teams moving 60 spots in a day, but eh, the math checks out. So <laughs> that's a, that's a good opportunity. Those games will be a good stable before they go into league. Yeah. Play. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it will know, who knows what the record will be. Maybe they beat Stanford. It's a toss up game, but I just don't lose them all. Win at least one game to represent. I don't know why I have a, a warm Christmas. Here's the thing, man. You're in Hawaii compared to Laramie Christmas. Enjoy it. 
I'm just saying, like, <laughs> weather-wise, it's like there's no contest. It's like take that 75 degrees, whatever's up in the islands. But uh, well, I'm so let's go back to CSU. We'll kind of blast through these really quick, or at least quick enough, because I know if we get to the bottom teams, we talk way too long, and then we forget about the good teams. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, Brandon. like we said, you know, CSU about the, – the, the big thing about them is – they are undefeated still and that they are nationally ranked and they should stay that way. Uh, again, regardless of whether they play Alabama and Tulsa, I mean, which they're not going to do, but they should stay, they should stay in the, the rankings. Um, they are the number one three point shooting team in the country. They're the number 10 two point shooting team in the country. They're the number five free throw person shooting. Like they, they just, they shoot everything well. Anything they shoot goes in. Um, that's great. They don't play the best defense in the world, but again, everything they shoot goes in. So okay. who cares? They will be, they, it, like, it doesn't really matter what your score is. We're just going to keep scoring and, you know, but it's not like they can't play defense. They held St. Mary's, you know, I mean, St. Mary's is a slow team, but 58 points there. They held Little Rock 55 points. They held Bradley to 60 points. That's uh, a mistake, per- 63. 63, yeah. Perused. <laughs> Peru State. Um, no, nope, not include that. Not the state university of the country of Peru, I hope, but I don't know that for sure. Um, yeah, the, at first the the whole thing was like, oh, they're not playing anybody. They didn't get any wins, and it's like they beat Creighton. That win is getting better by the day, mm-hmm. as Creighton, you know, Villanova. didn't they just like blow up Villanova? Yeah, Villanova, and uh, I think they beat a decent BYU team as well. So yeah, so Creighton, that win is keeps getting better. Um, and they did it at a neutral site, which is nice. Um, they beat St. Mary's at home. That win should stay up around, you know, Q1, Q2. At, at Q2 at worst, I would imagine. St. Mary's is good this year. Um, and Mississippi State on a neutral site, you know, that's probably, that's going to be borderline Q1 as well. So that's some good resume stuff for them. I don't think the, I hope, God, God, I hope for Colorado State's sake that they are not playing the do we get into the tournament game this year, but where do we get seated? Um, you know, so just hold the line, guys, get through conference play, represent the conference well. We, we don't Go need collapses bed. at the end. We don't need narratives in this conference. David Roddy, already player of the year, content. Yeah, we also, game. we, we really Steven. need, yeah, we need this team in here's the thing here's the reason why you know an underrated reason why we need this team in the NCAA tournament Ali Farokmadesh is an assistant Heck yeah I mean, speaking of NIU or UNI sorry or stop it <laughs> hey, I, I mean I had to tie it back in um but you know Go we got to get him back in the in the big dance we got to um we got to get David Roddy Isaiah Stevens that team um every and not just those two they're going to get the most pub but like John Tanjay, Kendall Moore, Deshaun Thomas, everybody, Adam Thistlewood, Chandler Jacobs. I'm just going to list everybody on the team. Um, no, I'm going to stop. Who's, but, who's the team manager? Who's that? Who's that? Who's the team manager? Nico Medved, yeah. probably. I think he does everything. <laughs> He's like Juan Dixon. He does the laundry, I'm sure. No, I don't know. Um, I wish I knew more. I think there's actually a really good team manager for them. I just don't know who it is. But, um, you know, that's my bad. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So the next game is New Mexico League play at Lobos on the 28th. So they're off until after Christmas, um, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, sad. I would have loved to watch some, some Colorado State, Alabama, but I don't think they're ducking anybody. I think that that talk's ridiculous. Um, Is that out there still? Is that a thing now? I don't, I don't know, but. I mean, people are like, oh, you're scared. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, scared of the pandemic, probably. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is, I think, rational. I don't know. I don't really feel like opening that can of worms. So I'm just going to stop and say, did you realize that Utah State is, you know, off to a pretty good start as well? They, they're the probably the team that I didn't see coming um, most I guess besides Wyoming, their their start. Yeah, Wyoming's well, far. You gotta stay there. They lost that first game. You see, Davis like, what is going on? And they rattle off a huge start to win. Yeah, but and then Saint Mary's game was so That Saint Mary's game. Can we talk? I know it's been like a, a week, but do you recall at the end of that game what happened? Yeah, I was like, we can talk about Randy Bennett. Of course, we can talk about Randy Bennett. Well, not just Randy Bennett. It's just the official at, at midcourt calling a foul on the other side of the key. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, so you didn't I, see it. There was a, the Utah, Utah State, I think Justin Bean goes to the hoop. A couple seconds of maybe foul, I don't recall. But no call. Like, okay, I'm fine with it. Ball gets batted around. A St. Mary's player gets it, and then, I don't know if it's Bean again or whoever, but they kind of, they're kind of falling on top of each other, sort of. He puts his hands up, like, oh, I'm not doing anything. The officials who are under the hoop don't do anything. The guy on the far side, like, if you're on the court, he's by the table. And this play was on the other side of the free throw line. He runs over and just points his head foul. I'm like, dude, you can't see anything from there. Why are you making that call with like .3 seconds left, whatever it was? And then they went on the free throws. I'm like, unless he shoves them, make sure it's an – if it's a foul, make sure it's an obvious foul. That was not even obvious to get under the hoop. Yeah, so like, yeah, that, that was harsh. And then afterwards – you know, Randy Bennett and Ryan Odom got into it a little bit in the in the handshake line, and it was a drama from there. And and then Utah State's struggled a little bit since then. Um, well, the team teams off. It's a good team. Um, they blew out New Orleans. They Weber State had like sixty points in the first half or something. And then Iowa wished it was closer because it was ninety four seventy five, but. The three losses aren't bad, or the only bad no. loss is kind of UC Davis. But yeah, I mean, they, they're going to hold on to that UC Davis loss all season, and that's going to suck. 
Um, no, you're right. The Iowa loss is not bad. What is bad about the Iowa loss, though, if you look at it, is that they let the Hawkeyes get 10 offensive rebounds. Um, that's just – that's not good. That's not going to do it. They and, and Utah State only got two of their own. Um, you can't lose that battle like that. Uh, it's And it's something that I think – it's not usually a weakness. Uh, it's been better. J- Justin Bean usually doesn't get kind of uh, beat up on the on the offensive glass by opponents like that. Uh, Brandon Horvath, he's been pretty good too. So I was a little surprised, I guess, to see that disparity there. I don't think that lasts, you know, too long. I think that this is a real contender, though. It, you know, for the second spot. I, at this point, I think Colorado State has to be the clear favorite in the league. Um, in terms of who do I think is maybe looking like second place in the league, Utah State's going to be right up there. Um, yeah, so, and I didn't think that that was going to be the case. So kudos to Ryan Odom and the start that the Aggies have had so far. Kind of Putting it all, it's like a little bit of a Frankenstein Utah State team because there's pieces, you know, there's like Justin Bean and, and Brock Miller are still there. Those yeah. are, Brock that's, Miller, like, yeah, that's like as around. Utah State as it gets, man. Um, but then, and, and Stephen Ashworth, who kind of is molding into that role of like very, I don't want to say an, annoying. <laughs> um, I could imagine that if I was somebody rooting against Utah State, like if they were playing my team, I'd look at Steven Ashworth as like the thorn in my side kind of a guy. You know what I mean? Um, He's just making shots. He's just kind of, uh, he's playing with a lot of confidence out there. Yeah, but then you got, you know, yeah, there you go. Exactly. There's like all sorts of words that you can use for this kind of guy. Try hard guy. Is that another word? Sure. (laughs) Sure. There are a lot of words you can use for this kind of guy. Um, but you know they bring the guys they brought in as transfers too. Brandon Horvath, um, Rylan Jones, RJ Idlerock started every game. Uh, he, he hasn't been shooting, you know, the best. He uh, Idlerock, I mean, so yeah, thirty six percent of the year so far. Yeah, so that's no. not ideal. Um, but Horvath and Rylan Jones have been pretty good, and. Justin Bean, I mean, so I'm doing the, these gold star uh, player rankings over at Heat Check CBB as well. Uh, and Justin Bean has been on top of them since, like, the Oklahoma game on November 21st. I don't think he's let go of first place since then because he just had yeah. the wildest stat lines in those games. Let's let's go through these three games that he had, which are still, 30, like, 30 points, three right? of the top ten games in this system that I'm running over here. So against Richmond on November 12th, he had 33 points. And 15 rebounds against Pennsylvania. Uh, six days later, on November 18th, he had overtime, 33 points. Overtime, yeah. Double overtime, that's right. Um, 33 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals. Um, and then against Oklahoma on the 21st, he had 24 points and 19 rebounds. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, he exploded. He's slowed down a little bit because um, those are insane numbers. But really where the slowdown is most notable right now is in the rebounding. 
Um, so since that game with 19 against Oklahoma, since Thanksgiving, essentially, he's had 10, 11, 10, pretty good, right? 7, yeah. 8, 6, 2. Those numbers are just, they're, they're dwindling a little bit. And so I'm not saying it's like, oh my God, Justin Bean sucks now, but I do think that if you're looking at, hey, where's kind of some of this production going from? Um, the offensive rebounds are still there. It's the defensive rebound numbers have gone down a little bit. And, you know, if that's because other teams are getting better shots and they're not missing as much, then that's a, a bigger systemic kind of defensive issue that Utah State needs to address because Ken Palm has them as the number 82 defense, um, but very average in terms of the uh, effective field goal percentage, like the shooting numbers that people have mm-hmm. against them, very, very average on defense in that respect. So, you know, don't let people make a ton of shots, but. That's a good plan. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's plan. the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. Uh, but past, past Utah State, you got San Diego State. I mean, hey, they're still alive. And it, it was kind of like tempting to write them off a little bit after they lost to Michigan. But then you look Why, at it's it, Michigan. Like, Come on, Michigan's but really it's good. Michigan, Who's doing exactly. that? Well, I'll tell you, you? Who, you? a little bit. Well, it's Ooh. not because they lost to Michigan. It's because they can't – And at, at the time, let me back up a second, because they've shot better lately. But for a while here, San Diego State could not shoot the ball and, and make You're it. Me, hold on. You're telling me a San Diego State basketball team can't score the ball? I'm shocked. You cannot tell how shocked I am. Oh my gosh. That's no, I'm saying years, they, eight years ago. That's, 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 it's just started their team, man, the past like five years, man. Jeremy, Jeremy, I'm not saying their points per game is low. I'm saying when they do shoot, it doesn't go in. And that's I'm not just, how it's always been. I remember we had a podcast episode. I don't know if it's you or Eli. I think I titled the Kids San Diego State shoot like a certain percentage, and it wasn't very high. And the answer was like, I don't know. That's fine, but they were like top fifty last year in terms of three point shooting. And the year before that, they were top ten. And the year before that, they were a top hundred at least. Now they're in. They're two hundred and fortieth ranked. They're back. I mean. This was really bad for a while there. It's gotten better, but I'm just saying there was a time when I thought, hey, if they don't start making shots, I'm not going to you know, think that they're going to go anywhere. They're starting to make the shots. The defense was there, and the defense was fine, but you can't score 43 points against USC and you know, win that game. Um, but again, it's not a points-per-game thing. It's just... I know more than that. Okay. okay. Well, I'm just saying that like, it's not... That the shooting is worse than it's been in in the past. The shooting has been a strength in the past. This year, it's been a weakness, and that's a cause for concern. Of like, because you always think like, well, Brian Dutcher, you know, he he's just gonna keep having the good team all the time. And it's like, well, usually they shoot well. Now they're not shooting well, and that's where it's a concern. But hey, look at me with egg on my face because they just beat St. Mary's on a neutral court. So you know, maybe also, I can shut up. And they shot like seventy percent from three in that game. I know it's half kidding because it's an old thing where they have been better past couple years, but the Michigan game they shot 39%, 6 of 23 from three point range. Awful. Um, and that game too, they gave false hope because they're only down two, down two and a half. Right. And then they lose 30, outscored 36-24. So it is like turnovers were about even, like all sorts of stuff was there, but Michigan at one point, largest lead notes here, 21 for Michigan. So they were hanging out for a half. 
But you can't allow a team to shoot 55% from three-point range, 46 from regular, from the field, and win. And then you shoot the conversely off like that. It was a bad game, and I didn't watch a ton of it. So I don't know if it was more Michigan second half defense or them just not shooting well, but it seems maybe a little bit of both because, like you've pointed out, they're not shooting great, at least at this point. But they were in that game in the first half, so they can compete with good teams. It's just they got to do kind of – and St. Mary's, like I said, maybe they flipped it around a little bit, and Michigan's really good. They're top top 25 team, number 24 at the moment. They were ranked higher, I believe, at the time they played them. But just shoot a little bit better, and their defense will always be there. And like I said, maybe St. Mary's game to turn it around. And competing with Michigan for a half shows that they can't do it against a really good team. So it's – I'm half kidding with the shooting thing, but it's also this year's kind of creeping back a little bit to a couple years ago. Fair. and And I think – yeah, I mean, if you go back to the last time they were outside the top 100 in terms of their their shooting, um, they ended up missing the tournament. Um, so, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to you clean that up. So that's the problem so far, but they can win these games. They just did it. Um, However, and, and, they did, but look at their three losses. Uh, a French top 25 BYU team, a ranked USC team, ranked Michigan team. They, no, and, so it's like, let's not say a fringe ranked BYU. They lost to the BYU team that had Gavin Baxter. Okay. They lost, they lost to a top 20 BYU. Like, yeah. I'm just saying they lost to the real good BYU Correct. team as well. So that's in their favor is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, but, USC and a Michigan team that, you know, they're not great, but they're not, you know, it's still Michigan. Yeah, the issue, I win those games. That's the problem. If you're, if the, like, I don't, they're probably getting good 10. They'll be fine. And maybe I'll be right. dumb saying this. Well, if you're that good, if you expect to be that good, you got to win some of those. Because right. none of these those three teams, maybe well, whatever about BYU, but the, if you're supposed to be that good, they were you don't get blown out by two of those three games. You need to win yeah. one of those for anywhere ranked between twenty and forty. You got to get a victory in there. You need a guy like Matt Bradley being more consistent for you in the role that he was brought into play, where it was like, hey man, this offense kind of here's the keys. He needs to be more consistent, I think. I mean, a volume operation works in a high-octane offense. A volume operation in an offense where you're only getting, like, 60 possessions, that's a little tougher to pull off. So you got to make the most of those shots, and they're, you know, they're not doing that right now. So, yeah, it's it, it's something to work on. So that's we'll kind of – yeah, we'll see. But, you know, there's other teams that – had high hopes coming into the season that are struggling out the gate too. It's not just them. Um, Nevada. I mean, oof. I don't know. Look, I'm, (laughs) they're better without AJ Brahma. So whatever they had to do, (laughs) whatever, I don't really feel the need to comment. Um, other than to say that they've turned it around. (laughs) They appear to be doing pretty well now. Uh, they had a bad stretch. They started one and four. They've won five games in a row. They, including games over George Mason, Washington, really bad Pepperdine team, and, um, Loyola Marymount. So, those aren't bad at all. I think that it's, I mean, in March, you're gonna, you can't separate the two teams all that much, unfortunately, the, the one that had Aja Brahma and the one that doesn't. But, um, you know, 
I think that they've won five can, in a row. Steve Alford is their coach. They had COVID. It should stay paused a little bit. I think they like, can still contend in the league. I'm I'm back to thinking that this can be you know a top four team in the league throughout Mountain West play. Whether I think that they would be in the hunt for an at-large bid, I do think that oh. that has probably sailed at this point. Although, oh. you look at the teams that they lost to, and I mean, well, San Diego's gotten worse by the day. Santa Clara would have been better had their star not gotten mono and missed a month. Um, South Dakota State's a pretty good win, but don't lose that game by 27 – or sorry, South Dakota State's a pretty good team, but don't lose that game by 27 points. <laughs> so – you know, there's it's it's tough. Yeah. So anyway. what about Air Force? What about Air Force Joe Scott? They are doing they're Air Force. still not taking my phone calls to do the hockey substitution and run up and down the court. And why would they? Because the I mean, for at least a month there, almost Fine. He's, he knows the, what he's doing. The Joe Scott thing was well, does he though? Because let's look at the last two games. More than uh, me. <laughs> So, well, I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, more than me, too. So, yeah. Hey, they strung together a seven-game winning streak, which I don't feel like digging through the Air Force no. history books to find out when the last time they did that was, but I don't know. Scott, when he was titled, they found the well, yeah, like, one. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Let's go ahead and say it's been a while. Um, and they did it over some teams. Some teams that exist in the world. Um, Tulsa's one of them. It's Texas good. Southern. But, you know, like, hey, hey, Texas Southern beat Florida in the swamp. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm giving them that. Uh, they, they're they, beat, wins. they beat Army. They're wins, yeah. they, They're wins. That's and that's important. Need. Because last year, they had five wins total. This year, they have seven already. So and that's their games this year. We'll see what they – like. They'll be a pass. They're not going to do too much, but can we talk about Boise State and jokes I have about the Broncos? Or at least yeah, jokes I, still I, I, I was ready to talk about Boise State next, but you wanted to talk about Air Force, and that's fine. I was happy I just, to talk I, about them, too. I'm Air always happy to talk about Air Force. Don't worry about that. Air Force so, is a quick in and out. So, yeah. So, so I, you know, bad shooting, obviously starting to get better. Um, but here's the thing. Boise State typically has, like, they, it's every year we fall for it. Boise, oh, they're... 12-1 non-conference play, 10-2, and two, they're a good record. And, <laughs> yeah. and the conference comes up, like, wait, who do you play non-conference at Kleenex University? You know what I mean? <laughs> Q-tip you, these soft teams. It's like, uh-huh. come on. And now fans on Twitter are like, well, maybe it'll be reverse this year. We played bad at non-conference. It'll turn up in Mountain West play. I don't know. <laughs> they're in four, so they still have turned around a little bit. But I remember at the beginning where they're sitting at lost, what, four of their first seven? Where they losing like UCI, um, St. Louis, and teams like that, and yeah. beat Tulsa, or whatever. Never, beat Perry. In the beat, last beat, um, little while yeah. under Leon Rice, they have not started all that well since like 2018, 19. When they they were like, I mean, that was the year they lost 20 games total, so that just wasn't a great year. Yeah. But right. in the non-conference, they went uh, five and eight. In the next year after that, in non-conference, they went nine and five with losses to UC Irvine at home, uh, and New Mexico. Oh wait, no one. All right, so maybe not nine and five because they played. Oh yeah, because they played those stupid early uh, conference games <laughs> a couple of years back. Uh, so they went eight and four then. 
with losses to Tulsa, Georgia Tech, and UC Irvine. Not great. Uh, last year, I'm not going to even look at because it was the COVID year. Um, non-conference this year, not going all that well. At least it didn't start all that well. They've won five straight. But, hey, that win over Santa Clara is actually not all that bad because um, – I let me double check. But I believe Vronkic was back for that one. Um, Josef Vronkic was back for Mono when they played but didn't have the best game in the world. Um, Boise State, but that's a good win for Boise State to – they won five in a row, so they yeah, – that was yeah. a joke around the St. Louis-CUSB game. It's the Baker, is that Bakersfield, right? Um, yeah. So they've been turning out a little bit – yeah, yeah, Bakersfield Rover. Yeah, I, okay, so they beat Tulsa, who also lost to Air Force. Tulsa's garbage, come on. I'll give them any credit for that. Tulsa beat Oregon State this year, man. Yeah, what does that tell you about your Beavers, man? I Damn. know, it's so bad. Okay, anyway. Uh, Cal State Northridge, yeesh. Uh, that, that didn't go very well. They're not very good. Um, didn't go well for, for Cal State Northridge, I mean. Uh, Prairie View, they got obliterated, but their ranking is also Prairie. very low. And Montana Tech, oh, by the way, fun little nugget, um, friend of the program, Nick Duncan, was on the call for the Montana Tech game today. What? How did I not know that? Because you're not in the Twitter streets like you need to be. Um, BJ Reigns, I believe, tweeted that out earlier today, and I didn't actually get to watch, unfortunately, but, um, I'm looking forward to trying to find it. Yeah, that was Boise State, Montana Tech. Um, so I'm gonna see if I can try to hunt that down, uh, because I can only imagine there were some great moments. Are there birds in the game? Did he do any? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's audio medium. So was this on? Okay, I have questions now. Was this on the radio call or was it like the streaming the Mountless Network? I'm going to direct you and every other listener to to our friend BJ Reigns and his tweet about this. I don't remember. I just I just saw that he was on the call for wherever that game was being broadcast, but I I believe it was the TV call, um, not radio. But that needs to be checked because I don't. Boise, I assume I assume in Boise State said right. I would hope. Uh, I mean, I don't I know. Wonder, and well, because there's guys who ran a media yeah, stuff again. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, if he was, like, breaking in at Montana Tech and they were like, sure, we'll schedule you so we can have Nick be on the call. We'll schedule you guys on December 19th. Why not? Because <laughs> it's a really random game otherwise, to be honest. I'm trying to – Boise State. Uh, but, yeah, I know. Well, it would be drained. He has his new – well, I guess he purchased Bronco Nation News. So it's something to do with that, I'm guessing. And who knows what type of low stakes game it was, or it was a low stakes game, just like, oh, have you on. But that is something that I'm trying to search the schedule now. We'll figure it out, but, um, whew, that's fun. All right, let's move on to the, I'll look for this later, but what do we got next? Do we want to, we're going to wrap up here because we don't need to go long forever. Can we get to Tim Where's, Miles and just, oh, okay, okay, yeah, we got, can do a couple things. Um, we can start with Tim Miles. Tim Miles is a fun place to start because that's a feel good story. Um, Tim Miles has San Jose State. At six and four. And that's better than they hate, just like Air Force. They only won five games last season in a short season, but they only won five games. The year before that, they only won seven. The year before that, they only won four. The year before that, they only won four. And the year before Have that, they transferred yet? Have they transferred yet? My question. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't Sorry, know. That's a long blow. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, they had some transfers. 
from last year. They just lost some guys, and they had some guys try to come back, and the NCAA said, no, yeah. you can't. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but but hey, they're they're doing their thing, man. Omari Moore, he's awesome. Um, I'll continue to say that. But Sean Robinson has been playing pretty well. I mean, hey, look, they're, they're, there's only so much you can say about this team. What they are doing is they're shooting really well. They're shooting really well from beyond the arc. They're seventh in the country. They're shooting 41% from beyond the arc. So is this a Tim Miles thing? I'm like, not that we've watched intensely of this team. You mentioned how well they're shooting. Is this literally just a Tim Because looking, you brought off their victories or how many kind of randomly throughout the past year. If they're going to get to 10 wins this year, it'll be the first time or second time since the 20, 2011, basically second time in a decade. They'll have 10 wins. Is this a – I know if Dave Wojcik could have stayed around, maybe things would have kept going because there's a health issue with the parents out east. But is this – like, do you know how he's doing this? Like, I know competition, it's fine. It's what they're scheduling to – not the toughest opponents just because they're saying that they say they want to get some confidence and whatnot – but is this like just what Tim Miles can do? Because when he came to, when he was at well, Colorado State, he did extremely well. Nebraska, he did okay. It's like, well, is it him so, so here's, or, part, here's part of it. I mean, they haven't played very good teams, or they certainly haven't beaten very good teams. They got a win in the opener at home against Cal State Fullerton. You look at that win, I mean, you know, there's a lot of high energy going into a game like that, starting off the new season back at home after everything they went through last year with Ability 360 and all that stuff. Oh, that's right. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, with all that, they're playing at home, um, you know, under new coach, all that. They win on a buzzer beater, if memory serves, from Amari Moore. You know, so, boom, there's a win. Then they lose three straight. Um, then they play against three straight teams who you can get away playing a game where you shoot a lot of threes. Uh, if you're a good shooting team, Northern Colorado, you can get into a, a gunfight with them, uh, a, a shootout, I guess is a better way to put that. Gunfight? Um, don't, don't, yeah, I don't know, but sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> grabbed the wrong thing out of my bag of metaphors there. Um, you can get into a shootout with Northern Colorado and it's fine. Don't get into a gunfight out there because I imagine it's dangerous. That's the Wild West. Um, totally. And then South Dakota and North Dakota as well, those teams are allowing some of the highest three-point percentage rates in the country. So for San Jose State, who does that really well, um, that's a nice place to go. So they get those wins too. Uh, Pacific is just not super good either, but that's a like a – that was a pretty solid matchup for them. For So for San Jose State to go in and win that and do it without, you know, uh, gosh, Ibrahim Diallo. Ibrahim Diallo. I, his name totally escaped me there for a second. Um, an Ohio State transfer there. That's, that's nice to see. I mean, yeah, they made 12 threes, though. So that's how they keep doing it. So that's what's going on for San Jose State, that they're just shooting the lights out. Um, they made 17 three-pointers against Portland to beat them. So that's a great recipe. If you can just hock up a bunch of threes and make them, you can be great. Um, San Diego State should try it, and some of these other teams should try it too. <laughs> Bo- Boise State can also try it. Um, 
I'm just saying, you know, if they if they had higher three point shooting rates, maybe things had gone different. But San Jose State is they got the magic working, so I let's let the threes fall because they're shooting a ton of them, uh, and they are making them. So they're not really doing a whole lot else. They're not. Um, that's fine. Get the wins. That's good. This yeah, is, exactly. Get victories. That's what going two and twenty twenty six is heartbreaking. Well, and it's honest, soul crushing. All four of their games are on the road, and they lost to, by one point to Cal Baptist, who has like one of the coolest uh, freshman point guards in the country in uh, Teron Armstrong. And they've got uh, – they lost to Stanford and Texas. They lost to Pepperdine. That's a bad loss. You don't like that loss. But, you know, honestly, just not a really bad first showing for them. The threes didn't fall in that game. And and that happened. But just get some wins. Give me ten wins, and that's like and nobody transfer. That's my goal for them, yeah. which is a low bar. So yeah, yeah Fresno, you're gonna be in Mexico super quick. Fresno, um, good. They're, they're good, man. Orlando Robinson, yeah. he is gonna be Obviously. the player of the year conversation in our conference. I think here, um, losses to you know away to Cal, away to San Francisco, not that bad. You want to win those games, but hey, you'll survive. Um, beating yeah. East Irvine. Beating Santa Clara, those are the best wins. So, you know, what do you say? But they haven't really done anything all that badly, except they also can't hit threes. So if they could do that, they maybe could have beaten California and San Francisco. So everyone just needs to take a page out of Tim Miles' book. Um, New Mexico, they're having some issues out there. They've lost uh, five of seven. They've lost five of seven. Including like Towson and and they got and trounced by New Mexico or by SMU tonight, ninety to seventy two. Yeah, so you don't love that. It's been two bad Sundays in a row for them uh, against UTEP and SMU. Um, you know Jamal Mashburn, Jalen House. You got two good guys right there, but how far can you go with with those two guys? Um, they're not hitting their shots all that well. They're taking care of the ball, but that's about it. Um, the defense is just nothing at the moment. Uh, sad to say. So yeah, it's like we want we want New Mexico to be good. It's always fun when they're better. But it's been like I, it, it's hard to say the play to pit stuff, whatever. It's they haven't been good for a while, like since Alfred left to UCLA. Yeah, yeah. it's Towson, like Towson, UAB, and they're uh, better than whatever. But Towson's terrible. They lose that weird ending to Mexico State game. Oh my gosh, that was wild at the end yeah. of that. But they've lost three of four and four of six, or excuse me, five of seven. Like, like you mentioned, they're not going well. They'll be Norfolk. They open up league play, CSU. shoots. They might, honestly, their league schedule beginning is tough. They're probably going to go zero and three in league play at the beginning. Host CSU, go to Nevada, host Utah State. Like, they're going to be like have ten. They might have ten. Uh, they'll be like seven and nine when that point comes. You know what I mean? Losing record. Yeah. Well, then you get UNLV, who's also. Having struggles with because of how they scheduled things. I mean, it's TJ with, pointing and laughing from the from Midwest to the country. Oh, TJ, yeah. I mean, so TJ is coach. TJ is gone. He's at Iowa State. They're undefeated. They're ranked nationally. They're looking. I think they're undefeated. I actually haven't checked to see if they played today, but um, you know, Iowa State looking looking good. tough out there, and and TJ getting all sorts of good press and. It's wild because, like, I watched that UNLV team last year. 
Yeah. I don't know what happened. It just something about the chemistry there was just all off. Um it's not off in Ames, Iowa. It's it's not terrible at, at UNLV right now, but I think that I just don't know about this team. I think that they're going to get lapped up by Fresno and Wyoming in terms of the standings. Um, so I think you're going to see them dropping down in that 8, 9, 10, 11 area. I don't think they're going to end up in 10, 11 area. I think you're going to find them in probably that 8, 9 area, um, which is not of a place that UNLV wants to live. And it's, I don't think it's a place they'll stay under Kevin Kruger, but I think I, I I don't know. I think Bryce Hamilton's a great player, and he might have a good pro career in front of him too. I don't know that this team's going to be great with him on it, though. Um, and then you look at next year, they're going to be losing a lot of these transfers who came in like Nuga, McCabe, Ham. Um, so we'll see what comes back. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to see how this UNLV team goes going forward. So I'm going to try to not judge them too much on this year because there's a lot of weird – Tining to it all to the roster. Um, I was kind of excited by it. Now I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. After you lose five straight Division One games, it's a little tough, you know, to fall in love with the team for wins over like Seattle and Hartford, uh, yawn, and, and, and Omaha <laughs> um, Steak, Omaha, Omaha Steaks University, Omaha Steaks. Yeah, man. I mean, I would take an Omaha Steak over an Omaha win. That's not <laughs> that's not all that delicious. Um and they only have San Diego, like the Toreros left on the on the non conference schedule before conference play starts. And they're another team that doesn't shoot well. They don't defend well, so it's like what do you do well? Um they take care of the ball. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. They just Pause. They, up, they huck up a bunch of threes and they don't go in. It looks like last year a little bit. So you know you don't love that necessarily, but it's not a disaster yet. The teams that they lost to are mostly good. It's Michigan, Wichita State, UCLA, SMU, and San Francisco. So it's not. They're all top seventy-five teams in in Ken Palm as of today. So hey, what I mean. You take those, but like you want to get one of those wins because now all of your wins are over teams outside of the top 100, and and nobody cares. So where's the NIL deals to get guys to Vegas? Come on. Hey, exactly. We need. I know they month. have the uh, car thing where it's like a 500, which 500. I think it's 500 bucks a month car stipend. I think they need to let these guys perform at the you know at the win at Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, anywhere. I would love to see that. Too bad, you know. I would have liked to see Edward Delcadia play uh, in the Cirque du Soleil, you know, thing, but he's gone now, so <laughs> it's too bad. Can we get? Um, I heard Adele's in town for a few months for residency. Can we do something with her? I'm just saying, well, like, profile somehow. I don't know. Do they have a scholarship that? available? I don't know. I mean, no, it's having to be a part of the show. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe I have to come play a halftime. I'm not sure because they gave away free tickets the other day and like nobody showed up still. So that's also, um, that's just not very good. <laughs> Let me go to Iowa State. They are 11 to 0. They beat Southeastern Louisiana today. Um, th- there's a couple of things. They played one true road game at Creighton, which is Creighton, which they won. So they played Jackson State recently. <laughs> Sorry, kids, I'm laughing. They have games where 
84 points, 68 points, 82, 82, 78, 63, 47 to 37 to beat Jackson State. Yeah. Well, hey, so I'm glad you bring that up. I love Jackson State. Um, if you click on them in, in Ken Palm, I don't know if that's where you're, you're at looking at anything. Okay. I just looked at the schedule and I'm like, it was just, it wasn't that Jackson State, which I get to slack school and whatnot, but just the score discrepancy compared oh, no. to every other game. Oh, absolutely. And it's because Jackson State somehow has a sneaky top 100 defense. Um, they, and they have for a while. Wayne Brent is a really good coach out there. Javius McKinnis is like, he's, he's amazing. He had nine blocks the other day in a game I was watching. Um, Jackson State's a lot of fun. And I was kind of wondering if Iowa State was going to stumble there. And I mean, they won comfortably, but yeah, 47-37 is an amazing final score. <laughs> Top of your defense, they've given up, given up 71, 70, 77, 80, 70, 83. Well, that was their best. Of, it's weird. Well, part of it is because Ken Palm has some stuff from last year baked in still when they were like the number one defense and effective field goal rate. Uh, this year they're a little lower than that. So, you know, but it doesn't help that they've, you know, they're a swag team playing. A ridiculous schedule. Big Ten schedule, essentially, it seems like. It's incredible, season. you know. Even when they're playing like uh, mid-majors, it's like great. UNI, yeah, Drake. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, face sneaky good usually, so. Oh, yeah. They almost beat Kansas. That's true. Anything else to add? Because after we end on that funny note. <laughs> we got conference play coming up week and a half. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I think what we're planning this year, we'll come back probably about every week during conference play to see how things are going out. So it's kind of a big picture, recap what's going on, have some fun, make some jokes. Asex can score a little bit more, but <laughs> I always it's, it's just a go-to. It's too easy, even though it may not always be true, but <laughs> they're long enough that yeah. But like going to UNLV really quick, it's like they want to be. I don't. I, we're holding on to something way in the back. It's like with. Like, even UCLA football, who hasn't been great in a couple of good years, like for New Heisel or... Dallas Cowboys football. Stop it. Cowboys are awesome. No kidding. <laughs> hey, I grew up a Cowboy fan, too. I'm a Cowboy, yes. But they've been Super Bowl since I was, like, 12 years old back in, like, exactly. 92, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So there's a little hanging yeah, on to the glory days going on. Around the same time UNLV was good. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's... They've been close, but Rebels have the kind of close. Lon Kruger, Sweet 16, he went to Oklahoma... I'm not yeah, sure what it will. Yeah, they got Kruger there now, Kevin, younger, son Kruger. But, like, that team in New Mexico, it's college basketball, college sports going cyclical. Things will wrap here, here. But, like, unless you're up high major, like Duke, UNC, Kansas, it's, like, hard to stay up there. Because even Wichita State, I know Greg Marshall had issues at, where he got fired recently. Like, unless you're Mark Few, nobody's doing that good. Or even, like, look at BYU when, when they had Dave Rose. He was doing fine, but not amazing. Like, he was always fringe tournament team, but he wasn't doing what UNLV did, Final Four Championship games under Tarkarian, or Tark. It's just hard to be a program that's not at the top of the top. Like, there's teams, like, even Illinois used to be really good. Not that great anymore. They're just okay in basketball. So is and the so, cycle coming to Wyoming and Air Force being at the top of the Mountain West? Bigger rebels want to be bigger than that. They don't want to just be win the Mountain West. They think they should be a Western power. People, okay. people say this job is like a killer job, and TJ, Coach TJ just ups and leaves, and he didn't do much. Iowa. Yeah, or <laughs> I mean, like, like, the state of Iowa. I know he's not at the University of. Yeah, but it's like 
But you think about it, like he wasn't doing, like you mentioned before, he wasn't doing amazing things at UNLV, and but also year and a half. Then Chris Beard for ten, Chris Beard for ten seconds. He's now at Texas, right? University of Texas. There is. Yeah. So it's like they did for a hot minute. So what do you think it takes? Like we'll wrap on this. Is it just in needing to pay a ton of coach, like four million a year for a good basketball coach? Or is it more more than that? Like I know that's a big question, but it did cycle with your coaches like left and right. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that you need to find someone who's going to stay there for the long haul. I think that obviously helps. You know, some of these guys you you mentioned as people to look up to, they've been there for 20 years in some cases. Um, and to do that, you need to have success. <laughs> so uh, in order to get the success, you need people who can recruit there. And that's – maybe it shouldn't be that tough, but like you said, they haven't been good and, you know, consistently – Western power good in 30, 30 years. So they were for a decade ago, they were getting there. But like really, like even my University of Utah, Rick Majerus, they're now in the Pac 12. They're NBA talent. They were on top of the world back in early, mid, late, whatever. Keith Van Horn, was, baby. Oh, yeah. Horn, Mike Oh, yeah. Yeah. Andre Miller. I see Rick Majerus in the University of Utah swimming pool floating down the pool with just this no shirt on him. It's disgusting, but he's an amazing basketball coach. That's what they need then. They need a Rick Majerus. No, I don't know. Um, but, you point, like, but look at them. They were really good in the whack. Ray Jack yeah. or any whatever. They're not the Pac-12. Not that you should go to the top of the Pac-12, but they're not. They, look how them to stay a good decade. They cannot sustain it being in the whack where the competition was clearly like the obviously Mountain West teams, you know what I mean? But competition's not amazing. It's like, oh, we can keep winning. I know it's cyclical, but it's really not unless you're like a really a team in power league. And so if they if they feel they're this way, they need to pay a coach, like overpay him and hope he recruits well. And like I know NIL is a weird thing and it's still being situated and they don't want Congress to come to fix it and that'll never happen because that's not a priority <laughs> by any stretch of the means because there's a million different things. Going on and something today happened that sucked, but it doesn't matter because it's not basketball related, so I won't talk about it. But <laughs> they need, <laughs> if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But my point being back to basketball, like the 500 bucks a month NIL thing for player, that's awesome and great. But look what Masterpiece Kid's getting. Look what all these guys are getting, like Quinn Ewers. Masterpiece Kid it. transferred, by the way. Yeah, he's he did? Yeah, he's gone. Oh. Oh, <laughs> When, when, oh, hold on, when, that was like a week or two ago. <laughs> is he still getting paid? Or is it continuing? I don't to even be know if that. I mean, look, I I take every I, I I'll take them at their word, but when I looked into that company, I could not find a lot of details on the um, structure or the legitimacy of the company. Oh, um, if they're out there, if they're out there, I would love to see them. Um, Web apps of Erica or whatever. I mean, they're like, their name is on a bunch of websites, but when you try to go further than that, I'm not really sure. They wanted a name with a guy relation with Matt. I mean, I don't have to deal with structure where it was all that. It's like a four year deal where, which was a better deal than, I don't know better, but these deals are weird, but it's like, it wasn't like a, here's a million bucks right now. It's a four, like a four year work contract essentially. So it was spread out over the four years. So that's interesting to know. But I don't know what you do. Because it's not cheating. NIL is weird. They're looking into the pay for play. Like BYU football has a company run by me that's giving every football player scholarship or not. Basically tuition paid for. UNLV is $500 a month 
foot basketball or stipend for basketball players for a car or for yourself. It's either for you to use however you'd like, or you can get a car worth that much, or you can pay it back for a car. That's kind of pay for play, which NIL is against. But you would think with the entertainment area, there could be something. I know it's hard if it's casinos and whatnot, you can't do that. But you would think there would be something to do to entice basketball. You need, what, 83 guys, really? Two guys? Yeah, I think that it needs to start, you know, it it needs to be a program. It can't just be guys coming through the program. It needs to be, the program needs to be more stalwart than that, you know. It can't just be one good player. It has to be... uh, It can be one and done guy. They can, yeah, right. It can be a couple one and done guys. It can be a string of that. It can be the expectation that you'll get a good one every year, like, you know. Kentucky has. I don't think that UNLV is close to that. But I'm saying that 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 if you want to be a powerhouse, then yeah. UCLA gets one usually, right? I mean, if that's what you're comparing yourself to, however, I don't know if delusional is the uh, polite word. (laughs) I'm not saying all those guys. I mean, like if you're a higher profile guys. Like, offer something. Like, it's not cheating because it's all legal out there. But, I mean, if they feel the athletic director, which they're getting a new one, obviously, if the fans, if there's ways now that you can do it more above board, and you may not get a number top, a number 10 recruit who will go off the NBA in one year, but if you get a couple guys here or there that are, it can, they can still recruit. They still have some name a little bit. It's, I don't know. We're talking a lot about Rebels here at the end, but it's just a frustrating thing for them. And, I'm trying to help them out, like, okay, if you think you're this good or you were this good 30 years ago, which is just, you know, these guys are born. I was barely alive to watch UNLV play in the Final Four versus Duke, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even 10 years old. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just creative ways. You can go for any school in the Mountain the West outside of maybe academies, but be creative and figure out if you guys want to be good at basketball or football or baseball or any sport you want to be, find that guy who's passionate about your sport in the area as a businessman and figure something out. Like Tim but Miles, you mean? Why not? Yeah. Like Tim Miles. I mean, I don't think he's the guy for UNLV, but I think he was the perfect guy for San Jose State. And look at that. Look at what they're doing already. So, I mean, but, and, 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 hey, and it might be Kevin Kruger. He might be the guy. Uh, I, I'm not ready to write that off yet. Like I said, this is a weird timing with their roster. But, yeah, we'll see what they're able to bring in this offseason. And if they don't start seeing those big gains, then I do think that they're going to start asking larger questions. It's just the final point here on them. They, if they feel they're this good program, because they think they are still, they draw a good crowd. Can they just make a, we have the Jimmy Kimmel ball. Can we just get the Jimmy Kimmel coach? I don't know. I'm just saying like, <laughs> the, I mean, the, because Stanford, they're a position coaches, head coaches. It's not the offensive coordinator. It's somebody, some director of football offense or something. Can we have the uh, Jimmy Kimmel UNLV basketball coach where he basically pays the salary or funds it and then the school can put on top of it? I don't know. It takes money for a good coach, but I'm just saying get creative NIL. Be, do weird stuff. Do creative things. Have There's a million car, car dealerships in them, which has already started. Um, there's radio stations. Tyler Bishop, Bishop, have your radio guys. Get, pay UNLV guys come on your show more often. I don't know. We had that here in town, some football players. It's like do things to – Guys who are NBA aspiration, like, hey, you're in the – it's like – okay, I know we're going longer, but I'll wrap here. I know you have to go too. So it's like, oh, I'm going to New York City to make money in the NBA. It's a big market, big opportunity for advertisement. 
why can't that be done in Las Vegas when they're like the tourist capital of the world, essentially? You know what I mean? Yeah, because people go to Vegas for a specific reason, and sports is not that specific reason always. The weekend, get Rebels tickets. I'm just saying, like, the, I mean, the yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying. I'm just, you know, I'm just that's. I think that's struggle. I think that's a struggle with you know not just with getting people to come and enjoy it and do that you know you you have to appeal to the people who live there though too that's yeah. that's your fan base you're not going to draw the fan base just off of random tourists but you do need to be able to be marketable off of that too. three raising games if you score sixty five points a game come on <laughs> there you go that works for me I don't know, I'm just trying to figure things out for any school like and I also knew here's the thing. Here's a secret. I'll, I'll, I'll say it out loud. I won't whisper it. NCAA can't do a dang thing about this. So go flash your Venmo and get paid. It's like, well, that wasn't me. That was my buddy put out there. It's not my fault. It's like, what do you do? I'm promoting. I mean, it's like, what's the big deal? There's literally nothing they can do unless, like, there's team-wide deals, which are still not going to be able to get done. So it's, like, yeah. legal team. It's nice team, but it's all about board. Like, and plus a businessman's not going to be done and pay everybody a million bucks to go to UNLV. Like, Phil, Phil Knight's not going to – pay every Oregon football player a million bucks to go there just to win a title when he spent $85 million a year. It's like, no, they're not dumb. But like I said, this can go in any town. Find a passionate business guy who donates to the school and like, hey, why don't you give directly to the player instead? Just saying. But yeah. I think we're good here. I'm just I'm just, I'm just, just trying to help you guys out. Come on. For sure, um, man. I don't know. All right, go get the fish taco place in San Diego State to sponsor, guy. Come on. We got, we got taco time just to being here in Utah. You can do better, people. Come on. There you go. There you go. Now you're talking right, my language. Yeah, taco time? It's not bad. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. We've gone way too long. So MWR.com, Rebels fans, you're welcome, or you hate us for talking about how we did at the end. So, <laughs> But the NIL stuff is fascinating. That's all I can say. It's like just – like if we wanted to, we could have – go through the go through some progress and – Process and ask them to write for us and pay them some money if we wanted to. It may not be worth it for us. It may be. Who knows? But there's a million ways to get these guys a couple bucks to go get some burritos or whatever. Like we say, guacamole money. There you go. Guacamole money. We'll be back to do some conference preview and talk actual games and not just a big picture overview. So MWR.com. Find all our podcasts, a lot of football this week, basketball mixed in. So hopefully you listen to us, and we'll see you. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week or so. We'll see.